Helping people is what I'm all about. Just don't expect any good results. You gotta study back home because my exquisite derriere might make you say otherwise. Don't expect me to fight the power without creating a scene. Hello and welcome to the Real Housewives of River Heights. My name is Jade Gregory, and as always, we have my wonderful fellow housewives, Tina. Hello, my beautiful dolls. And Nikki. Hello. And on today's episode, we will be talking about Unpopular Opinions Part 2. And we have Tatum, Sue, and Claire with us again. Hello. <laughs> Spoiler warning for those who have not yet played the Nancy Drew Mystery Game Series. Also, there will... There will be not safe for work content talks of alcohol swearing dirty jokes etc so kick the kiddos out and let's get rolling and on today's episode i pre-gamed before we got on this and it's gonna be a hot mess i drank the rest of my pink catawba what's everyone else drinking <laughs> nothing tonight unfortunately that's we, okay uh, this is a dry house tonight as i have run out of alcohol <laughs> i am finished i'm well, probably not finishing. I'm continuing the the wine from last time. Yeah, I, I finished mine. I'm drinking a uh, boxed rosé I found in our fridge. Nice. A boxed rosé. Nice. Fancy. Smells smells pretty good. Smells smell like a good. box. It does not smell like a box. <laughs> <laughs> I highly, if you like sweet wine, I highly recommend getting like wine, like a pink catawba. Tataba. I don't know how to say it, honestly, still. Yeah, I do love sweet wine. I'm a, I'm a big it, dessert wine guy. I think if you're drinking wine, it should be like a like a candy. This is on a level five. And then like uh, there's an island in Lake Erie called Putin Bay. And I swear theirs is even sweeter than this one. And it's technically a, a pink Kataba again. And they have like the best sweet wine. You can't even tell you're drinking wine. So I highly recommend if you're going to drink a, a sweet wine, nice. get yourself a pink Kataba. Nice. When will they invent, um, y- you know, like Gogurt? <laughs> yes. When will they invent alcoholic Gogurt? I mean, um, they have those alcoholic popsicle things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the push pops. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want Gogurt. Like alcoholic <laughs> Gogurt. Alcoholic Gogurt. Make it happen. <laughs> All it's right. on. It's on. It's on to you, alcohol companies. <laughs> I don't know, Am- Amheuser Busch. Yeah, make it happen. Make it happen. All right, Tina, you want to go ahead and take it away? Yes. So last time we, not last episode, but a few episodes ago, we touched on unpopular opinions and we got so many of them. We only covered half of the list. So we decided to do a part two of the unpopular opinions And if you haven't seen part one, consider going to check it out because there are some really, really controversial opinions on there and we've discussed uh, plenty of it. So uh, here are some more unpopular opinions. So the first first one we're going to touch on for tonight is dog is overrated. It's just the one that... The, that's most commonly people's first game. So that's why so many people think it's one of the best. Um, what do you all think about that? I agree. I have to I have to agree. And it's sad that I agree because that was one of my first games. And I, I actually really have a soft spot for it. Yeah, me too. I was surprised that 
only one person mentioned that dog is overrated, which is a good sign, by the way. It means that dog is really uh, like uh, that. It's actually an unpopular opinion. So yes, it is unpopular. It is so unfortunate though that I like everybody is like praising dog, and I'm like, eh. But we we already know our thoughts. If you watched our Ghost Dogs at Moon Lake episode, you already know how we feel about ghost dogs. <laughs> it's just that, yeah. that like intro. I haven't seen your ghost dogs moon like intro. So uh, your video, your podcast. Uh, but uh, I, if so, forgive me if I'm repeating something, um, but I will say that like that whole intro scene with the dogs, like at the door and like knocking at the house, like that was so good. And like, that was like such a perfect little moment. And the whole game just failed to live up to that. And I think that's a big part of why that game was such a letdown because there weren't enough mm-hmm. moments that were like actually scary. Yeah. Like that beginning part. Yeah. We bring up a lot about how very linear it is. So oh, yeah. it, cause it very much so is very linear of a game compared to the other ones. And just like, I... it's true. And, and a lot of it is like searching and finding stuff, mm-hmm. which is super boring and everyone hates the bugs so it's yeah it's it's like got fond memories but at the same time it's just so like cut and dry that it's like wow because i had replayed it so that for that pod and i was like whoa like my brain was just like is this really how like straightforward this game is like i could not i did not remember that it was like that yeah and ultimately none of the characters are really all that likable in my opinion <laughs> that's another another pitfall maybe that's that a is true thing. no they all suck <laughs> you don't like daddy that's fine which which one's daddy daddy acres oh, oh you god mean supreme cop acres yeah <laughs> oh i thought you meant william acres oh, you yeah. know uh which uh who i suspect is mickey malone's like secret sugar baby <laughs> <laughs> sugar baby i think vivian was the sugar baby Uh, yeah i think uh (laughs) she was 20 years younger than him no she was the official sugar baby but he had also another secret sugar. i'm sorry are you saying vivian was a beard no like uh, the official sugar baby what do you mean (laughs) no the The official one Sugar baby. Who is, who is the official? What What do you mean official? <laughs> no, I, I don't mean who is official. I mean, what the hell do you mean by official? <laughs> well, like, okay, so. What is the governing body that decides sugar babies? Uh, he had one no, under the like, table and one that he claimed on his taxes. Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> You know, when people say, for example, okay, so when people say official girlfriend, like, does it that sound normal? Like, that's what I meant by official sugar baby. He's the one what? that he, he fucking, says to everybody. Did he fucking go on Facebook in 1922 <laughs> and like, <laughs> yep, sugar baby. In that's what he would do. Let's oh be my honest. God. I still oh my don't God. get it. I'm so lost. <laughs> I get it. I understand. So what she's saying is that Vivian is like his main girl, like his <laughs> main person he provides for. Sure. And William was the side bitch. No, that's not what I. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> confused. I'm lost. None of us know what's going on. 
What the fuck are you this is talking why, this about? This is why I'm it? saying that Vivian's the beard. Like, <laughs> is Vivian the beard here? No, I, okay. I Wait, I don't know what beard. A beard is when you, when you are... When you are a closeted person, a beard is your like girlfriend, boyfriend, significant other um, that covers up for the fact that you are secretly gay. No, that's not what I meant. What the hell do you mean? <laughs> no, it's it's like okay. So my theory is is that okay. So Vivian is Mickey's like like of not okay. I'm gonna not gonna say official because this is the word that people stumble on apparently <laughs> but he's like at the parties the speakeasy the parties and all that he's like yes this is my sugar my sugar baby everybody's and everybody's like yay like and all of that but what, like, what he but like he ha- uh, he has another secret one but he's a, a bit more shy he's a bit more shy he doesn't want to I announce said. everybody that he is a uh, mickey's like sugar baby so mickey like respects that and he's like okay you are my right wing man but like i respect the fact that you don't want people to know that you are my sugar baby that's what i, I said he has yeah, a side bitch what uh, it's, <laughs> no it's okay no it's, it's it's like vivian knows about it and she respects it as well yeah, the, yeah you can still be side, side chick <laughs> what you have, been, you have been watching way too much sopranos <laughs> <laughs> This this has to be like a straight up like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you? <laughs> I feel like I need her to like draw out what she. <laughs> I need like a visualization of this. Okay, so I am talking like I, I mean, uh, in my head, Mickey Malone is a is a proud like uh, polysexual like uh like he he doesn't mind having different different sugar babies. So, he, he, but it's just that this one the, doesn't want to be known as Mickey Malone's, one of Mickey Malone's sugar baby. Okay. <laughs> I'm so lost. Let's move on. <laughs> on to the next one. Comment if you understood any of that. <laughs> you can draw the map. Yes, uh, if anybody's listening, like if you could. If you could provide an explanation, a better explanation, like oh, someone who could like you know interpret my brain. <laughs> All right, so the next one is about Royal Tower. The gist of it is that people think that it is that it is boring. They say that it's because mm-hmm. people it's overrated because mm-hmm. everyone has nostalgia over it and but the atmosphere is like ugly, uninviting. Navigation is the worst. The location is like in the that navigation to that location is the worst. Gameplay repeti- repeat repetitive and not fun. Are these the same people who like dog? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and and one person mentioned that they um, they don't like Professor Hotchkiss because they, 
Okay, so to quote that person, I don't really like Professor Hodgkiss all that much. She's the kind of professor I would love to have because she's so disconnected from reality. <laughs> and I don't find her quirkiness all that charming. You stepped in the wrong fucking neighborhood. <laughs> I, I was about to say, they, 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 these fighting words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I we all know that Treasure Royal Tower is like my favorite game. I don't think it's like confusing. I I don't agree with any of the bullshit they just spewed from their mouths. Yeah, Hotchkiss is great. And I have to the game agree. Is good. <laughs> yep, it, it's good. I will say this though: I can understand someone saying that the navigation is the worst. Yeah, that one I respect. It but took I, a long time. For, so yeah, it took a long time for those games to like figure out how to navigate yeah. in those worlds. And so for every game... All right, so I, here's something I want to say, which is that it is absolutely a valid critique that yes, the games are overrated due to nostalgia. That is true for almost every single Nancy Drew game. But I will say this, um, that the navigation of that game is like, top notch compared to the games that came before it like if you've played stay tuned for danger or or like seeds can kill like i'm talking i'm not talking about the remaster i'm talking about the original versions it's like terrible it's it's nightmarish even uh it doesn't make any sense they use the u-turn symbol to mean rotate but it clearly is a u-turn symbol and later on they use it as the u-turn but it means rotate in the original games and it doesn't make any sense it's 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 mind boggling. <laughs> Sound off. I'm losing it. I, I I'll 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 like fucking lose it. I swear to God. <laughs> but uh, I will say this: that um, the it it is true that they took a really long time to figure out navigation. But because they got it in the end, it means all of their experimentation leading up to that was worthwhile. And I would say Treasure in the Royal Tower is actually the first game to have like what I would even call almost like pretty good navigation. Mm -hmm. I think the only thing that I would dock it for is that the environment is a little confusing to get around. Like it's kind of hard to visualize in your brain. That's the thing. It's it's supposed to be like, even the book, it's supposed to be dead ends and confusing hallways. So it like makes sense gameplay wise since it's based off of the book. So they're just, they just, you know, if you don't know the book, you don't get that. So I get yep. it. I get the navigation. Yep. And as for complaints against Hotchkiss, um, no. Yep. <laughs> I will give some validity um, about Hotchkiss if they if you take into account a Crystal Skull and and the, the one in Egypt, uh, Tomb of the Lost Queen. I will say this though that someone who played uh these games and talk to hotchkiss they might like be like they might get tired have gotten tired of hotchkiss but if you just take into account the game that she was in and not her as a phone character i i I think she's great i think she's great but yeah but yeah she she does come back in crystal skull and Tomb of the Lost Queen, and or, and or, it's like, why are you here? You are a French history, like, a historian? I, I don't know what she, She's a historian, right? In French French uh, history. So why are you, why are you the, the 
our point of contact. But you know, you know, <clears throat> another person says I can't stand Professor Hotchkiss or Prudence Rutherford, as despite having to talk to either of them. <laughs> I understand Prudence Rutherford. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she is actually. I find her annoying, but at least in a funny way. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, when you make um, in danger by uh, in danger, is it danger by design? Yeah, it is yeah. danger by design. Yeah. Uh, in in danger by design, uh, when you like make her that really weird costume, like that that is super funny. <laughs> her vacation outfits. Yeah, her vacation uh, furry outfit. Yeah, <laughs> is very funny. Um, so I I I stand by that she is super annoying, and I think that is actually a huge bonus bonus. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's boon or bonus. I was I think I wanted to say boon, but I was like people don't know what boon means. Um, so, they so certainly don't know what bonus means. <laughs> I said bonus. Um, it's a huge bonus to her character. I think that she is annoying because then um, you kind of get to role play a little bit. Like yeah, she's fucking annoying. Like I don't want to deal with her. Like I'm gonna you know do this task as fast as I can and do a shitty job and haha jokes on you. You have a bunny for a face. You know? <laughs> I like to imagine like Prudence is like, an, she's old, right? She's like in her seventies or something. Um, I like to imagine like a yes. 70 plus year old lady wearing a furry bra top and a, a bunny mask on a cruise ship. Yeah. This is what I like. This is what I like about her. Like, as a phone character, she's like, okay, she's there. But, like, whenever I do the, the, the outfit puzzle for her, I'm like, good for her. Like, uh, I, I respect her, her wardrobe. Like, she, she's working it. She's rich enough that no one can say anything to her. Yeah, I, like, I mean, work it. Just work it. <laughs> okay, so the next one... We have Lani Manella. Um, people are saying that they don't like Lani's voice for Nancy. Like, Uh-oh. not to hate on her, like, her voice, the actual voice, but she doesn't, like, most people are saying that she looks, she sounds older. Um, she doesn't sound like a young woman, like, convinc- convincingly. Um, as, yeah, she has a good voice, but pro- not for, not for Nancy. Well, they're not and wrong. Yeah, they're they're not wrong. She does not sound like a teenage girl. It's true. Um, but on the flip side, let's just take a look at cartoon voice acting, shall we? As a as a whole, um, <laughs> do you think the person who played Tommy Pickles on Rugrats? sounded like a baby <laughs> i'm just i'm just putting that one out there i mean i know that, i know that's like an unfair comparison but like come come on <laughs> i think we can accept that you know people can sound you know something like a facsimile or you know something representative of a character but not actually sound like that character's archetype that's fair. yeah i uh yeah, like I um I like Lani's voice for Nancy, but not because she uh if uh, someone's uh, uh, an um a character so like uh, they sound like the the voice voice fits them, uh good for them. But what I really like about Lani's voice is that it's very how do I say this? It is very unique. It is 
just like cartoons for example uh the characters they have like these like very recognizable voices so if you were to use that voice um play it somewhere you could you would instantly recognize it for example uh, mickey mouse or you know donald duck or you know uh bugs bunny stuff like that you could you would recognize that voice and that's how i feel about lani she has one she uses this like really distinct voice it doesn't sound young it doesn't doesn't sound like a young woman but it is like very it's very recognizable like it has like this unique tone that is true it's it's super true and i will also add that it means that because Lonnie Manila has worked in a lot of games. I mean, a lot of games. Like she is one yeah. of the most prolific video games voice actors to ever live. What's really impressive about uh, that is sometimes she does voices. That's the Nancy Drew voice outside of Nancy Drew. Uh, one of those times is in a game called Unreal Tournament 2004, uh, which is a game about shooting and killing and murdering people, uh, which is very funny. <laughs> Um, and she also does another voice uh, for that game. So they have like an announcer and the announcer says like ultra kill, double kill, like stuff like that. <laughs> they can unlock. It's actually not an unlock. I think it's just a special setting. Um, there's a setting in Unreal Tournament 2004 where you can like turn on sexy announcer mode. So if you ever wanted oh, to hear. I've what, heard of this. If you ever wanted to hear sexy Nancy Drew. <laughs> like having an orgasm to the oh, idea God. of somebody like fucking murdering a big chunky guy. <laughs> um, that's what Unreal Tournament 2004 um, is like. Are we allowed to add the sound in? Yes. Yes, I am. Play. First blood. Bottom feeder. Headshot. Dominating. Killing spree. Humiliating defeat, multi-kill, ultra-kill, monster-kill, rampage, ludicrous kill, unstoppable, godlike, wicked sick, holy shit. She's also in, um, she's also in the America's Next Top Model video game. I was gonna say that. um, Yeah, yeah, like the main character you play as has Nancy's voice. Uh, so, oh, someone mentioned that the, they think that the Russian dub voice is infinitely better than Lonnie's voice. Yes, well, I've never heard it. I never listened to <laughs> yeah. the. Oh, it, really? I've heard what it. What do you think? It sounds more like natural. Because it's like a normal, slightly yeah, high-pitched like, female uh, voice. We'll let our listeners determine for themselves what they prefer. But um, if I were to compare Lani's voice to to uh, the voice from Midnight Salem, I don't remember her name, the name of the voice actress. The new voice actress, she sounds more uh, like a young woman, but her voice is also a bit more annoying. I would say just as annoying as my voice, I would say. So. Oh my goodness. I think the new voice actress is yeah, good. Yeah, I. So far. I mean, she's fine. She's fine. Yeah, I actually like her voice. It definitely sounds 
more like a younger person's voice. There's and something about I her actually voice like that it. annoys me. I think she used to work more on her delivery of her some enunciation lines. is kind of weird. Like the way she's like Salem. Yeah, it's it sounds very like I am reading an educational textbook. Like, you know, <laughs> like it could be that, yeah, but it's not just that as well. There's like it it's it sound, she sounds like she just mo- smoked like five packs of cigarettes. And lot, yeah, like, I, really, maybe what? I feel like I don't get that from. Her I voice don't at get all. that at all. Maybe Lonnie's okay. voice sometimes. Lonnie, Lonnie yeah. definitely has the cigarette smoker voice. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy's eighteen has been chain smoking for twenty five years. I mean, I mean, no, it's like I, I don't know. Maybe it's my my brain, but Lonnie sounds like she has she hasn't smoked, and the new girl sounds like she smoked. Just before the recording, you must have heard different oh smokers. <laughs> yeah, how many how many smokers do you know? <laughs> no response. <laughs> okay, no, like okay, maybe I she chose the wrong. The, I chose so the wrong example. Not not example, but there is something like in her voice. I said, like grating, grating. It's like a cheese greater i think yeah, i know what you she mean she sounds um, like this a lot she sounds like this a lot oh oh and she's like fake know. whispering she's like fake. i don't <laughs> um all right tina which of these sounds more like nancy drew to you hi i'm nancy drew or hey kids i'm nancy <laughs> drew <laughs> The second one, obviously. That's difficult. <laughs> I mean, mm, that second one is actually really convincing. I will say, no, I'm kidding. I'm really? kidding. All right, we're going for a ride in my blue roadster. That's how Nancy should sound, considering she's like 83. Okay, well, we we settled the debate. Lottie's the perfect voice because she sounds like an 80 year old. Come on, Ned. <laughs> hey, Ned, I haven't seen you since the twenties, but uh... you're you're like concerningly good at that. It's almost Beetlejuice. I was, I was definitely going for Beetlejuice. Good, good. I I, I got what you were laying okay, down. For the next one, we have. Oh, okay. So the people are hitting on Curse of Blackmore Manor. Um. <laughs> not me <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure you're messenger on this one <laughs> sorry Basically, it's time for you I got go. a lot of comments about it I didn't I didn't copy paste it all of that but I got a lot of comments of comments from people saying that they hate Curse of Blackmore Manor uh, like uh, one person said that they hated her because the story is weird. There's too many puzzles and it's just not fun. Another one said that they tried um, and personally hated it. They, it took them like a couple of tries and a walkthrough to beat it since they got bored halfway through. I haven't hmm. copy pasted and the other ones, but I think it's because it's all in the same the same realm, like the story is weird. There's too many puzzles. It's like not fun. 
It does have a lot of puzzles. I think it, it depends on your level of experience with the games. If that's your first game, you might not like it because it's kind of intimidating. Yeah, that was my first game as a kid, and it was definitely very inter- intimidating where I like didn't yeah. finish it. And I also didn't know about walkthroughs, but I'm also, like, the walkthrough queen. Like, most of these (laughs) games I have played with walkthroughs. But I still enjoyed myself. So I think it's finding that balance between enjoying what you're doing and and enjoying the plot. And if you don't enjoy the plot to begin with, then you're not going to enjoy even if you do play it with a walkthrough. I agree. I agree with all that and also... I want to add that um, because that game has like three ongoing, shall I say, like puzzle paths, like at any given time, you could be solving a puzzle that leads you to another thing and mm-hmm. so forth. Because of that, um, and there's so many puzzles, you can often get stuck and like forget that you have to do something that you thought you might have already done. Mm-hmm. Like there's like some some like you just have to play a game with Jane or something. You're like, oh, I don't want to do this right now. I'm just going to go. Um, deal with Lulu or whatever or whichever it is. Is it Lulu yeah. or Cuckoo? No, it's Lulu. Lulu is in, yeah, Cuckoo's in Rants of the Seven Ships. That's right. They're the, the, the same model, whatever. <laughs> same bird. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's the same bird. Uh, uh, Crystal Blackmore Manor is in my top five, but I will say if you are not if you are not uh, into puzzle heavy games, then definitely I can understand why you would find this fun. Um, personally, I love puzzle heavy games, which is why I love uh, games like Labyrinth of Lies, where it's very puzzle heavy, puzzle after puzzle. So it's based on what you like in an usual games. In this case, if you love puzzles, you will love Curse of Blackmore Manor. Yeah. And and think about it this, if you think about it this way too, and this is a purely like, dollar value to what you get sort of way of thinking um but if a game has more puzzles that's more code they had to write like a lot more code like that is that's a lot of work to put in put together a game that has a lot of puzzles that don't show up in other games so in one hand it's like you look at it you say there's too many puzzles that's fair like you you know maybe it's true like maybe it hurts the gameplay experience but on the other hand it means you're probably going to be able to replay it later and still have it be a challenge and that challenge is what a lot of people still seek, I think. Yeah, it's, it's like, um, because when you replay the games, it's like uh, you want to get the feeling that you are resolve, you're solving the puzzle again instead of just remembering the solution, you know, or having to sit yeah. through, like, the dialogue. Um, most, uh, I guess that um, people would rather like be able to solve again puzzles and so yeah so yeah but if it was like a game where there's not a lot of puzzle you you can see the it with like for example midnight salem midnight salem got a lot of flag for not having a lot of puzzles and i think this game <laughs> is three <laughs> yeah it has three puzzles and most of them are like pretty simple the first one is literally like childish. Yeah, so, but let's let's say that Midnight Salem, let's say that it has a really good story. It would still suffer from a lack of puzzles because at this point you're just like, I mean, it would feel like a telltale game at this point, like um, very much a lot of dialogues, a lot of story, little gameplay. 
But if you are into that, I mean, if you are into that. <laughs> I think it is possible. This is this is speculation, not really related to the question uh, or the opinion or whatever. Um, but I, I think it is possible that what people want out of adventure games now is something more like the Telltale adventures and something more like Life is Strange. Yeah. Like they want something that will need figuring out, but they don't necessarily want to figure out how to progress. They just want to figure out like what's going on in the story and encounter mm, like new dialogue options. And I can't disagree with like, that is a fair argument. Like what, what in the modern day makes adventure games different from like an RPG? Cause there's not really a whole lot. Like in the end right now, what we have is in RPGs are basically, you know, you have your character, you can build your own character and talk to people and experience the world. Meanwhile, in an adventure game, you don't do any real character creation. Like maybe you can customize a couple things, but in like a Nancy Drew game, for example, you are still talking to people and doing things in the world, but you just don't have much influence on it. You're just kind of getting from point A to point B. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like that is a perfectly valid way of expressing a game world and expressing, you know, gameplay. And I think a lot of people would be overwhelmed by an RPG. Um, but I, I think uh, like just considering that the, you know, design for these things have changed. It used to be, like with Myst, um, there were no characters, and that was still considered like a really fun game. Like people loved that game. There was just nothing to do. The story was completely told through just text found around. So it's it's like it, there's a there's a curve of <laughs> like narrative relevance in video games, and I think we're reaching uh, we're basically at the peak, and it's still climbing of narrative relevance in games and. Um, over time, that will grow more. And hopefully, if we get more Nancy Drew games, we will see more of that. And I think we saw more of that in Midnight in Salem, too, because we could ask questions, ask difficult questions to characters, and they would have interesting responses. And that would actually affect the outcome of the game, especially at the end. Even though it was kind of clumsy, I still think that that is actually like a positive direction nice. in the design of the <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how, what to say about this. I, I, I love to dump just a lot of information at once, but uh, yeah, uh, re really what I'm trying to say is like it, over time, games are, are going yeah, to be more about the story. I can see that happening. Uh, okay. That's my theory. So anyway. the next unpopular opinion is Scarlet Hand sucks. I don't. Know. Oh gosh. I think we're gonna be we're gonna be also, like, like, I was, Yeah. Okay, I was under the impression that Scarlet Hand, the most popular opinion out there is that it's middle tier. Because I don't I don't hear a lot of praise for Scarlet Hand, but I don't see a lot of dislikes for Scarlet Hand. I feel like it's one of these games. It's like it's okay, it's good. It's fine, like uh, in general, in the general com Nancy Drew community. So, um, I think, yeah, I think when I was younger, I really liked Scarlet Hand because it felt very dramatic. Like the events of that game felt like very, uh, very real. Yeah, that's what I like about it too. Like these were these are real issues that they're talking about, and 
you know, you, you play a role in it, even though it's just, it's small and silly and it, it involves solving some really dumb puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be scared of the ham radio when I was like a kid playing. This. Oh, I was definitely scared. Of the ham. I, I was scared like of the ham radio. And I was, <laughs> I was scared of the fucking box that came after you order it. Like with the faces <laughs> on it. That's the creepiest think, box like, ever. I think, like, as a kid, I knew that, like, Nancy was doing something illegal, so it really sketched me out <laughs> having to do it. Yeah. So, and I didn't like the voice. The voice really creeped me out because I think I was like, oh, my God, these are criminals. <laughs> yeah, they sound complete. Like, that was actually a, that was a pro move. Like, they clearly brought in somebody else to yeah. do the voices there, and that was like, whoa, oh, God. <laughs> that game pisses me off as an adult just because I've worked in museums. Oh yeah, Nancy has like zero museum know-how or anything, but nope. yeah, Nancy's a terrible curator. She's just touching shit with her bare hands, thing- stealing things from display cases. Exactly. exactly. It. No, nah, I don't. Nope. Don't get me started. All right. Yeah, I can see why <laughs> people wouldn't like Scarlet Hand because it's very. If you already don't like museums, you're already in for a bad time. But like, it's very, very uh, education oriented. All the games are related. All the puzzles are related <laughs> to learning about Mayan culture. And if you hate, you know, if you hate learning, you're, you're really in for a bad time because uh, it's just all the puzzles. All the puzzles are like solving the 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 museum games. But even the educational element really falls apart, though, right? Because a lot of that stuff, I, I think we've even mentioned this on the last episode, so a lot of that stuff is just straight uh, up made up. <laughs> yeah, so actually, we talked about this on our episode we did with um, our friend Lindsay, and she um, she cleared up some of mm-hmm. the misconceptions. Yeah. She said it's actually not as inaccurate yeah, it's, it's as we thought it was. Yeah, it's actually the... Oh really? It, like I think uh, like the things that they got wrong are like the translation of the glyphs like that you find around in the mm-hmm. museum. Yeah, she said the glyphs are like meaningless. They don't mean what they what the game says they mean. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but what you and they mispronounce about, things. You know, uh, uh, this on the plaques like King Pakal, the, the stuff that you can hear in the in the the fo- the, 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 the the guide. And most of this stuff is like it's it's actually uh, accurate. Uh, the the thing on the the thing on the ground oh, no. is like um, um, the the calendar that is on the ground of the museum. It's uh, not accurate. It's 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 an Aztec calendar. Um, but you know, if you want to find more, just consider you know listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or visit your local yeah. library ask your fellow archaeologist uh, <laughs> oh you don't have one of those oh maybe you should listen to our podcast can- then <laughs> oh yeah consider paying thousands on thousands of dollars of going to school and <laughs> consider becoming an archaeologist alright yeah. so <laughs> the next unpopular opinion that we have is uh, um, people defending Midnight Salem. It was it was gonna it was gonna happen. It was gonna come up. Um, people are saying that there's too much hate for hate for Midnight Salem. Uh, they love Midnight Salem. Like uh, they love the story and the characters. Um, the puzzles are, were fun in MID. Um, and they 
If someone said that anyone saying MID wasn't that bad, either didn't play it themselves or hasn't seen it came out and has, yeah. So basically the, the Midnight Salem is not as bad as people say, like, um, yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. Um, I don't agree that it's like a good game. But I'd certainly agree that it is not as bad as people say. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. True, true. It's honestly shocking. Anything came out. Yeah, honestly, I never thought it I would come out. I observed this something though because uh, recently I watched um, Emma from Miss Emma Games uh, a stream Midnight Salem like like play for the first time. And for the longest time, she didn't want to play it because of how much, how bad uh, she she heard the stuff like uh, really bad criticism, like really bad reviews and stuff like that. She regretted yeah. it. She ended up streaming it finally, and she was like, "Yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be." And I think it all comes down to your expectations. Yeah. The people who played this game. When it first came out, like they were waiting for it. They were like, oh my gosh, I waited for this for five years. Like, and finally it's coming out. Like, it, like it, it's going to be good and all of that. They were, they were like, they were expecting like a f oh, the waiting, the five year waiting to be like justified, you know? So their expectations were really high. Mm -hmm. So when they played it, it, performed worse than what was on their, in their head, this, which is why mm -hmm. they were like, oh, I'm so, so bad and all of that. But the people who waited and they were like, no, I'm not going to play because I hear that it's bad and all of that. They didn't, they didn't like play at, on launch. They didn't play on launch. And they, uh, and they, they were like, oh, no, it's going to be bad. And they ended up playing it. And they were like, it's not that bad. I was definitely pleasantly surprised by the game. Like, I thought it was going to be garbage when I bought it, and I bought it after release. And I played it, and I was like, this is actually pretty fun. Mm -hmm. I was having a good time. This is what I have to say about it, is that it, it actually isn't that bad of a game. But um, I will say is that it, people were waiting for five years, and I feel like for what they put out, there's definitely some things that could be improved on. And they were outsourcing a lot of the content that was getting created for it. And I think that they had a, for the most part, completed game. But it's it definitely not perfect. And I think they just pushed it out because people were complaining. And so I think there's some improvements. And I think they've hopefully learned from their mistakes. And like some of the um, graphic quality issues that I find with it. But um, in regards to like certain like background, I want to say that I want to say that yes, they pushed it out. They pushed it out. They weren't ready. Obviously, like it wasn't ready mm -hmm. to be pushed out. But at the same time, five years is a long time for a Nancy Drew game. I'll just be honest. Yeah, yeah. But we're also used to the older plat, like the older. Um, software yeah, which were it was easier for them to push out those games so quickly yeah six six month development times are insane for the mm -hmm. kinds for the amount of game that we got 
uh, is like shocking. Um, and like the level of quality for each Nancy Drew game being made yeah. in six months. That's it how. probably was longer than six months, but I think they had each game had like, I think they said like a few months of pre-production, but yeah. that's pre-production is not like, it doesn't, doesn't matter how much pre-production you do. I mean, it, it does matter, but it doesn't <laughs> matter with regards to actually like quality of the game, <laughs> like the game running and like working and mm-hmm. playing good. <laughs> like building, imagine you're building a machine. You have to build a new machine every six months uh, and you have to work with like 15 other people to build this machine. And if it doesn't come out at the end of the six months, then the, then the machine just gets thrown out. It's like you have to design a new one every time, you know, yeah. <laughs> like that's crazy. Um, what's uh, what's shocking to me? Well, I, I mean, as I've said, I mean, I, I have a fairly unique perspective. I feel on Nancy Drew Midnight in Salem being somebody who has uh who is a fan of the series, but has also recently launched my own game on with, with unity on stores. And I, 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 I will plug paparazzi, (laughs) um, a video, a video game where you take pictures of dogs. Um, And our game has some, uh, some of the same issues that midnight Salem has Mm -hmm. uh, outright. Um, Our game took a really long time to release after we announced it. We announced it in 2019 and we didn't, um, we didn't launch until uh, January 20th, so two weeks ago as of recording. Um, and the, you know, that, that took a really long time. We didn't really, you know, spend all that time like stringing on fans because it's not like another game in the series. Um, but at the same time, we still have people who are like upset with us. Like we had fans of our company who were like asking us like, hey, what, where are the, where's the information about this game? Like, where are we at? And similar mm-hmm. to the case in her interactive, our company went through a huge shakeup in the middle of development where we actually lost a ton of people um, and the game had to continue somehow. We did not do what her interactive did, which is outsource. Yeah. <laughs> um, her interactive opted to completely outsource the game. It's not just partially, it's completely. Um, the only thing I think that wasn't outsourced was the original script for the writing. And even then that was rewritten by, uh, writers at, um, I forget the name of the company. Uh, the Austrian? Uh, Mipumi. Mipumi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is fine. I mean, actually I've played other Mipumi games. They're pretty good. Mipumi is a, is a really skilled developer. Um, I, I think they just have the same struggle that we had as a studio where we were also doing contract work to support our games work. And you never want to spend as much time focusing on contract work as you're spending on your game work. Because you have to you have to balance the two. It's like you didn't start a company with the dream of working on other people's games. Yeah. You started a game company because you wanted to work on your own games, right? Um, and so like I super understand the struggle and I... 100% um, like I I feel for them I really do um, and I think even still all that said like Midnight in Salem actually shows if you if you ignore the issues which I know is really hard <laughs> but if you <laughs> if you ignore the issues Midnight in Salem actually has some very very interesting new ways mm-hmm. of experiencing the same what's essentially the same Nancy Drew content um, like the, you know, you have new kinds of puzzles that are possible because of 3D. You have um, uh, actually new ways of navigating. 
Um, I'm really frustrated that they don't have an option for 360 degree mouse control for navigating the environment. Mm. But what's funny is you can open up your camera in the game, like your phone camera, and then it is 360 degree. Like you can just point your camera anywhere. Um, like it's a first person shooter, which is really what should have always been. And I'm surprised they didn't do that. The first but person shooter. I think there was a reason was because a lot of, I think a lot of the fans had concerns about um, Vertigo. Like a lot of kids who, uh, a lot of, a lot of fans wanted it to stay point and click. I remember and that too. A lot yeah. of them, so Nancy kind Drew of was like the only thing they could play because they'd get dizzy with anything else. Yep, I, I, I super, I, I vibe with that. Um, I, when I say like, when I say like a first person shooter, what I'm referring to is specifically mouse look. I don't mean yeah. like using WASD to move oh, around. I know what you mean. Yeah, um, mouse look. For those who aren't familiar with the term, mouse look means. The camera moves when your mouse moves, which means when you move your mouse left, it's like your in-game character's head moves left. Um, Why do I think that would have been good? Uh, Because you actually miss out on a lot of the environment detail, and it's surprisingly detailed. Um, Some of it feels more barren. Some of the places feel more barren than other places. Um, But there is, I mean, it's still, you know, it's a full 3D game. I think they should have utilized that to its full stability. Um, but because they didn't do that, the flip side of this coin, because they didn't do that, they developed what I feel is actually kind of an immense achievement, which is that they managed to develop a new way of exploring 3D environments with only cursor prompts, uh, which is shocking. Like that must have been an insane amount of work uh, for uh, UI developers. And uh, all this might mean nothing to some people. Like you're like, okay, whatever. You can click around the screen and move around. We've always been able to do that in Nancy Drew. That is easy to do in 2D. When you have just a picture and you can tell what part of the picture you click and it goes where, can you even imagine what that means in 3D? Like that is like, what? Yeah, that's been more complex. It's extremely complex. Um, that is a ton of math. Uh, you are you're doing transformations between 3D and 2D, and then add on to that that it has to change a little bit depending on the angle of the view because you can angle your head just a little bit, and the button context actually changes when you do that. Like if you change the angle a little bit, a left arrow will turn into a straight arrow. It's wild. I I've never seen anything ever do that. And I realized why they did that when you plug in a controller, because controlling the game with a controller is the best control method of any Nancy Drew game ever. I, I seriously, I'm holding to this. I have heard that this game, it's, it runs best with controller. It is crazy. I, I don't know why they did that. I think maybe they wanted to launch on Switch. Maybe they wanted to launch on, you know, hmm. any other game console. Um, but I know that the original intent with Unity was to go like multi-device, but they just ended up not doing that. It is immensely expensive to do that. Yeah, I'm sure that's that. why. It um, didn't sell enough either. So it did not sell version. enough, yeah. There's, yeah. there's absolutely no way. Um, so on one hand... I feel like it was a very ambitious project that was successful in a lot of aspects. But on the other hand, you have to recognize the flaws and there's just no way they will ever port it to console because it suffers from a lot of performance issues. 
And I think there just is nobody available to fix those. And it would take too much work and cost too much money. And so I think they've just decided to call it a, a dead duck and move on, which, you know, I, I can't blame them. <laughs> I, I think in the same position, I would do the same. Yeah, I think people probably don't realize like how much effort and money goes into video games. So like when people are like, oh, why didn't they do all this stuff? It's like, well, that costs money. <laughs> yeah, like when we talk like a small update to a game, like imagine imagine all right so first of all when you get an update to a game on a console the developer is paying a fee to the console company Mm -hmm. to send that update to you that's just to send the update that's not actually working on the game that doesn't cover cost of actually making the update that's just to deliver the update to the customers (laughs) like that's how predatory the games industry is god i didn't know that they charged for that sort of thing yeah, it depends on the publisher, to be clear, but it that is a common, common situation. Interesting. More Usually what they're charging for there is they're charging for something called certification, and they're charging for something else. Uh, if you're going through a publisher, they will also charge for QA, um, where they're actually like having players sit down and play it to find bugs that would otherwise pass through certification. That makes sense. So it is it is very expensive. Um, and I'm honestly shocked that her interactive as a company still exists. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, and apparently they're making a new game, but I'm I'm gonna bet the next game is significantly pared down. Oof. That's not gonna be good for the fans. Um, Tatum, do you want yeah, well, uh, once we get to Midnight Sam, do you wanna come back? <laughs> I would love to. I would love to. I Mark don't know how much calendar. else I could say about this, but I I do have some very specific things I want to talk about in that yep. game. And like, yeah, I I do have some interesting. I I have what I feel are interesting things All to right, say about so it. So the next <laughs> unpopular opinion is about Shadow Ranch. People are saying that sh- they hate Shadow Ranch. Oh gosh. And I wish. Okay, so no. a lot of the. <laughs> A lot of the opinions that I copy pasted, I wish that people would have like explained why it's the same with Scarlet yeah, Can just mm-hmm. now. They do that, not yeah. like I appreciate the people who go into details as to why they like something or why they think that something sucks. But like the just like Scarlet Hand, like no explanation. They just hate Shadow Ranch. Um so we can only we Shadow can Ranch only is iconic. Speculate though. why they would hate Shadow Ranch. They the probably vegetables. hate it. Yeah, they probably hate it because um, <laughs> I don't know. They hate that. life. They hate joy. They, they don't like the Renaissance yeah. of the Nancy Drew series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally, <laughs> literally like the Golden Age games. Exactly. <laughs> it's everyone's nostalgia pieces: are Shadow, Blackmore, and um, Last Train. Last Train. I mean, yeah. like, the, the plot of Shadow Ranch is just so good. Like, the Dirk and Francis story. Check out our uh, bonus episode for a fan fiction on that. <laughs> I mean, we, we knew someone who hated Shadow Ranch. But, like, do you remember what they said about Shadow Ranch? We knew someone who hated Shadow Ranch. Oh, yeah. I don't remember no, what they said. But I... I I remember clearly that they really hated like it's like their bottom like they're like they're worse or maybe not worse than the ransom but but like in their bottom five 
but yeah, I don't remember the explanation. Hmm. Um, you can't see me glaring, but I'm glaring. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what people didn't like about Shadow Ranch, but I will say that if there's one thing that I think everybody should like about Shadow Ranch, it's that the music is like so insanely good. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> Like some of the, some of the best, most like earwormy music that has ever come out of the Drew series ever. Yeah, I, I find myself whistling it a lot at work, and I have like a bunch of old guys that I work with who are like country guys, and they're like, "Oh, that sounds familiar." And I'm like, "You play yeah. a lot of you play a lot of adventure <laughs> games made for girls." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's I it's I fun. really like Shadow Ranch. It's really giving me that western um that western like feel like there is romance there is um there is robbery there is like um forbidden love uh ghost town horses all that stuff and so what i was saying is that shadow ranch is like giving me all i like in a western it's uh there's romance forbidden love there is like a gold. There is a, a robbery. There is um, a ghost town, horses, stuff like that. It's you know, if you love, if you love a good western, you if you love a good forbidden romance and all of that, you will definitely love Shadow Ranch. If you hate vegetables and vegetable picking, I guess. Uh, which, by the way, I, I I know a lot of people don't realize it. A lot of people don't realize it, but for those of you who hate the vegetable picking, you can simply pick up all the vegetables, pick up, pick up all of them, and you give it to you give it to uh, to Shorty, and he's gonna be like, "Oh, you picked too many vegetables. I will just throw away the ones that are that are that are um, not good and keep the rest." And that's it. You can just go on with your day. Really? really? I've never tried doing that. Wait, I'm going to boot up Shadow Ranch and try <laughs> like, it. Do right now. I have never heard of that before. <laughs> what can you do? He doesn't say like, oh, you uh, it's not. It's vegetables. not even like from me. Like yeah. I heard from Joe. I, I could have sworn they just send you home if you did that. I think there's, are we talking about like if you do it so many times, he just accepts them, but like rubber man. No, like if you just pick all, every single vegetable on like the plant. I could be wrong though, but I remember that. Okay, so I remember that Kate fully mentioned that he got so tired of Shorty's bullshit that he picked all the (laughs) vegetables, all of them, and he's like, there you go, have them. And Shorty was like, oh, so it looks like you picked um, more than uh, you have all the ripe, but you also have a few ripe. So let me just throw away the unripe. And- oh, wait, no, I've gotten that before. Did you guys not know about that? No, I've never tried picking all the vegetables. I, I, I've oh, gotten just that, but not by gonna- picking all of them, but I've like pick them and like I've mispicked some of it and like he's just been like I'll just throw the rest you know what I mean well I've had him do that with overripe vegetables mm. um like if you pick the ones that are overripe he'll be like oh and he won't say anything but I didn't know you could pick them all and that he would just I guess it's under the assumption that a lot of them are 
overripe, then mm-hmm. uh, I uh, well. well, it's I haven't touched Shadow Ranch in like forever, so well, it's just something we'll have to um, we'll have to test out hmm. when you know the Shadow Ranch episode comes comes up. Here's a weird thing that's always bugged me about Shadow Ranch. When you pick the vegetables, the game makes a very specific point of telling you, like, all right, now that I've picked the vegetables, I got to get them out of the sun real quick. What the fuck? What? (laughs) They've been outside, like, (laughs) right? Yeah. Like, Like, what the hell are you talking about, Nancy? They're going to roast now that they're off the vine? (laughs) I understand that for, like, eggs. I don't understand yeah. it for for vegetables, and she doesn't do it for the eggs, so it doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, she's like the eggs could actually cook if, if you let we'll them outside. Staying yeah. outside, like, uh, and see if the vegetables do get rotten if you stay. They don't get rotten. They do get a little. They can get like a little crispy. Tough. No, I mean in the game. Um, they don't get. Oh, in the game. Oh no, I, you know I've never tried. Yeah, okay, I got, I got two actually... things to try. Yeah, we got some Shadow Ranch <laughs> Urban right, Legends. So, to yeah, um, I feel like most people here can, are in Team Shadow Good. The next unpopular opinion, I take offense to it. I will fight them. I will, you know, I, I, I will throw the glove and slap them with it. And we're, we're going to fight behind the Denny's. <laughs> Because, because that this so is specific. yes, yes. Like we're 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 gonna box like the YouTuber boxes, like uh, on the ring. We're gonna live stream it. I will represent <laughs> behind the Denny's. I will. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we explain for a little bit of context? She <laughs> she's talking, she's talking about Jake Paul. Yeah. Just so we're clear. <laughs> YouTubers do not regularly box. I wanna, I wanna beef with these people because this is about Deception <laughs> Island. Okay, this oh, person no. says I found DDI to be kind of boring. If it's any consolation, I love the soundtrack. Um, another person said is Danger on Deception Island is not a fun game, and another person said DDI has annoying music. <laughs> I I'm literally currently playing this right now. <laughs> I I can't I just I can't I fathom will, having these opinions. I will find you. <laughs> I will find you and I will kill you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> literally, literally streaming it today and like somebody comes in and starts slandering it and Tina just pops up saying, I hear their slander. <laughs> <laughs> I all I all I have to say yeah. about all of that is that wrong, wrong, wrong. Deception Island is good. It's like it, there there are some opinions. It's just your opinion. It's valid, and there are some opinions. It's like straight up, like you are factually wrong. Factually, like it's in the it's in the Bible here. Like look at this. Like God says, Deception Island, good. Okay. It's not me who totally wrote that at the bottom of your Bible, okay? It's just factually right. <laughs> that is Deception Island, good. I have a very... So I, I played um, I played Dangerous Deception Island recently, and I played it on 
specifically like an old computer monitor, a CRT monitor. Um, and that game looks so good on an old monitor. Like, like really weird how good that game looks on a, like a old, like 640 by 480 monitor or 800 by 600 or whatever. Um, I, I don't know what it is that makes it look so good on those kinds of monitors specifically. Um, I only understand a little bit about that, but uh, man, I it's the sort of thing you can only see in person and understand, but it it just has like the perfect color profile and like texture resolution. The game looks like unbelievably good on an old computer monitor. So if you, if you are having trouble like liking DDI, I highly recommend digging out your old computer, plugging in the, the old monitor to your new computer and seeing how it looks because it really enhanced my experience. And it's still a good game, too. Like, I don't really have any really I major I feel like most of the it. complaints is about like the, the, the um, is about the, the clamming and yeah, you know what? Just suck it up. Just mm. suck it up. Okay, it's a good game. <laughs> the clamming is hard. I do agree. Um, the crab hunting thing is a pain in the ass. Um, but those are pretty much well, the only two the things that I can do. Like, so okay, easy. these are bad. Just pick up a crab and see the is the dick thin or is it large? Oh yeah. I had no problems yeah, today. Is the gir- well, how I is the girl? Well, I just didn't know to pick up rock. Crab? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> well, it's been a while since I've since I've done it, but I mean, you know, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Go replay it real quick. Come back and <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. So Bye, guys. <laughs> next one is it's a simple one. No re- the no reasons given. It just says I like Tomb of the Lost Queen. I yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's fine. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I I played it recently as well. Uh, and yeah. I got no complaints about it, honestly. I have some complaints, which are that the plot doesn't make any uh, goddamn sense. Oh, yeah, I yeah, was no, about no. to say that. I mean, there's <laughs> one thing is that the plot. I mean, what is Nancy there. doing there? She's like not qualified at all. <laughs> one, what is Nancy doing there? <laughs> Two, what are any of them doing there? <laughs> Three, what really? the hell? What's what's with the freaking uh, Indiana Jones looking ass guy? Yeah, Dylan, why what is he there? <laughs> He's like a fake tour guide. How did he get Four, there? Four, um, why is that? Was, was her name Fatima? Jamila. No, what was her name? No. Jamila. Um, Jamila. I'm Fatima sorry. Fatima. Um, she works at uh, But see, I, I fucking, <laughs> yeah. I fucking confused her with fucking the inspector <laughs> in Copper Gorge. Um, uh, uh, Jamila uh, is a, like an Anunnaki believer. Yep. Like what the yep. hell? Well, she's like a fake Anunnaki believer because it spoilers. Uh, it turns out that like. She has her own thing going on, and she's just using that as a cover to be there and not draw suspicion. Yeah. Yeah. She comes... Do do we call her in Medallion? Yeah, Yeah. we do. Dude, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Man, that is... Yeah, that whole game... Yeah, uh, (laughs) honestly, there's nothing wrong to... um, to Tomb of the Lost Queen per se, but it is, 
I still find it boring. It's um, it's just it's really tough to get through. Like I'm not invested in the story. I'm not invested in the puzzles, and you know the setting is like. It feels small. Setting feels small. I have another complaint, which is that all of the glyph translating again, it's like it's a video game. I get it, but um, no. <laughs> Nancy able to translate better than Abdullah, who has like a whole degree in archaeology. There's, there's that element, but also the fact that the glyphs literally translate letter for letter into English. Yeah, that's not how hieroglyphs work. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense even remotely. No. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, all the educational elements of that game are pretty much out the window. Like there is just no educational value to it, which kind of begs the question why they chose that as a setting. Not to mention like Nancy once again like disrespects um, an ancient site by like touching artifacts with oh, yeah, like, exactly. no respect. She like just cuts off the seal of the tomb at one point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like the game had a kind of spooky atmosphere but did not earn it like it didn't actually ever pull off any major scares when it had tons of opportunity to and i think i think in some ways i feel like i i feel ripped off by that <laughs> i don't know i was yeah, really i was really expecting more of the um the scarlet hand like you're locked in the tomb with just uh, a flashlight moment and that doesn't really ever come yeah i mean i think there's like a cave in at one point but yeah but it's for it. like 30 seconds yeah and the <laughs> lights are fully on yeah um there's i mean there are some moments that are intense but i i think they had they really could have knocked this one out of the park i think i think that's ultimately my my uh my complaint is that they had a lot of opportunities to just nail it and instead of completely nailing it they just kind of eh. <laughs> it, it just feels half-assed i think which is fine i i give it okay, i give it a six out of ten go. it's just now fine. you have you have you know tatum's rating for tomorrow the lost queen all right so the next one is someone says that mid has the best versions of frank joe and deirdre I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I Mostly agree because I think Deirdre just gets more time in, in Midnight yeah. in Salem. So, yeah. Like, of course, she gets to be a better about, character. Uh, I mean, Deirdre, yes. Frank and Joe, uh, I like their design. Like, fit, like you no, know, the design. They're yeah. Nice. I mean, uh-huh. their previous appearances have been pretty bad. So, I think this was like a huge glow <laughs> yeah. up for them. Like, yeah. Like, uh, Kapu Cave, Frank and Joe are nightmare fuel. <laughs> Yeah, more beautiful than Joe. Looks, he like this sounds mean, but like Joe literally looks like. Oh, a I caveman. heard that. <laughs> yeah, <people. laughs> he's like a Neanderthal. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe definitely um, like a hundred percent looks better in MID. Um, Frank. Okay, so Frank's design could be better, um, but at the same time, the his look kind of fits his personality still kind of it's a bit uh it's a bit more serious although it makes me I'm, i want to redesign frank a bit but other than that he looks good he looks good 
the true unpopular op opinion would be like would be like I don't they no they if someone doesn't like the design of Frank and Joe in Last Train. I think in Last Train they look like Ken dolls. And I think yeah. in, the, in the latest version, they look more natural. If anything, they look too tumblery. <laughs> so I, I would put it. Kinda, I think Joe especially looks very like hipstery. So I don't know what they were going off of with Rank and Joe, but yeah, if you look in the uh, concept art, you can see that Joe is clearly supposed to be wearing a Beatles sweatshirt. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Except it, like, yeah, it like looks like it says like. Beatles or something. I, uh, so yeah. I, mm -hmm. I, I observed something. I don't know if anybody else agrees with me, but when when there's like Bess and George or like Frank and Joe, um, you know, they, they appear in the game. Um, they look way more sloppy than you know the the the, the main suspects, like like the animators. Like they don't spend as much time on these side characters, like the, the Nancy's like friends. Um, they they put way more way more effort on the suspects because like the 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 eyes of Frank and Joe are very like empty, like it's like there's nothing while. The, uh, the designs of like let's say Laurie Gerard or or this Gray, his name Gray, they they look like good. They look like um, they, they they look human. Like let's say and Tino also, it's like the the, the eyes they they don't look empty. Yeah. So they seem more alive. Yeah, they seem more. I think that comes true in their writing too. Like Frank and Joe, I think in Last Train they weren't really sure how to write them yet. Like they they weren't really sure if they wanted to be like joking around a whole lot. Like they do a little bit of joking around in Last Train with Frank and Joe, but it, it doesn't. Uh, it's not as much as they do in Midnight in Salem for sure. I would say Midnight in Salem is the best version of all three of those characters, Deidre. Like in uh, Last Frank Train, they gave them like very personally. like the, the very black eyes, black black eyes. But in Midnight Salem, doesn't Joe have like blue eyes? Joe has blue eyes in Midnight Salem, right? Yeah. I think so, yes. I, yeah, yeah, no, I can't I'm remember sorry now. To out my own memory. <laughs> but you're, yeah. you're probably oh, right. Yeah. And probably. like even Frank has his eyes are like uh, lighter, like it's a, a lighter brown. So he, he, lo he looks more alive. Uh, while in uh, in last train both of them that irises like the the whole the whole thing is black so it's it looks like you're looking into the back of their skull i don't know if anybody like agrees with me on that but i honestly don't really remember what their eyes look like um i think what the issue you're having is maybe the animation looks a little stiff um, I don't think that necessarily has anything to do with the actual character design, though. Um, uh, I I do think that Midnight in Salem could have used more character animation skills, and I mean, I 
I've, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a game artist, so at least not, not, I'm not a good game artist. <laughs> so uh, the they uh, like Frank and Joe Hardy. Uh, I think all of the models look pretty good. I think if they were just animated more lively, then they would be uh, more acceptable. I think. Um, easier to connect with maybe instead what we have is a lot of weird idle animations and their mouths move. Um, and I think the lip syncing thing, like I think they had a whole, either they bought a plugin to do it or they had a whole company do the lip syncing because there's a credit to a company that their whole entire thing is lip syncing in video games. Um, and that works pretty well for them, but, uh, I, okay. I, so, uh, yeah, yeah. okay Taylor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're, we're running out of time. <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> so uh, the next one is Dave Gregory is a mediocre character yeah I mean it doesn't really yeah, do I'm that much sure, so I'm pretty sure everybody can agree with it I don't I mean uh, people people are horny people are horny so they think that there's more to him I guess but it just like you know, yeah. it's he, he's he doesn't have that much. He's a he's a good looking man. There, that's it. <laughs> he's he's there to give you yeah. a letter. That's it <laughs> to show you a letter. Um, next one. Uh, they uh, one person says that they would rather not see the Hardy Boys or the o- other o- OG book characters um in the game like they they would rather them to be off-screen characters and not seen in game uh what <laughs> lame uh, i kind of understand that but um on one hand uh i i mean they just have really good chemistry this last game I yeah thought. the also the other thing is that originally in the books they are there as part of the mystery so like it's actually kind of weird that they aren't there. Like, yeah, that's definitely a, like a unpopular opinion. Doesn't really make any sense. No. I th- I think that would be I think what they would like is for like Ned to remain a phone character, oh. which I also agree with. I think they will <laughs> keep Ned as a phone character. I don't think I think Ned Carson Nancy and Hannah are characters we're never gonna actually like. Yeah, see, that see. I can agree with. But yeah. people like the Hardy Boys don't agree with. I mean, they were very integral to in, integral to the mystery. Um mm-hmm. so the next one is Jeff Akers is way hotter than Dave. Um okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got some dirty boots you can lick if you like. Um, okay, well I will admit that Jeff Akers is a daddy. Uh, I will disagree because personality is everything, and Jeff Akers' yeah. personality yeah, is okay, not that so great. Yeah, okay. So if we if we were to remove every any personality, like just pretend that this is the first time you're meeting, like they they didn't say one word. It's like all based on physique. Let's be real. All these men look the same. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are literally the same like model. Yeah, except Jeff Akers is black and Dave is white. Oh yeah, can we see a can we see a side to side? Okay, if you if you think about it, the 
you could say the same character model is also for Andy Jason. Although, yeah, but like also, oh, yeah, also sure. like Andy Jason has that hair, so you already lost a few points. <laughs> he is kind of ripped, though, right? Like, yeah, doesn't he have like pretty yeah, big he arms? Does. He, 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 uh, yes. So I would say Alejandro and Jeff Akers have the same same model. Dave also. Dave maybe not though. Dave maybe not compared to like uh, proximity between Jeff Akers and Alejandro Dario. Like which, by the way, like definitely use the same model. But maybe Dave maybe not so much. So, uh, but if we remove all personality, though, like if it's like I'm pretending like I I never met these people and I'm just seeing them side by side for the first time, none of them said a word, I will still say, I will still say that Dave is better looking, but not, not by that much. Dave Akers is like very attractive, an attractive man. Because, like, if he doesn't open his mouth, that is. I have posted it, and um, Alejandro and Dave are the same character model. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was yeah, like, Alejandro sure. and Dave look so similar. Like, just they the at least did Jeff Akers justice and did change some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Akers has, yeah, he has a slightly thinner jaw. Yeah. Um, cheekbones seem to have been brought in as far as like hairline goes they all have the same they hairline do. yeah <laughs> it's just different hairstyles i've got a theory about um how these characters were made and i think they probably did not i mean they probably well i have a theory i'll just leave it that way <laughs> <laughs> there's a theory and it exists let's just gi- give it like yes. personal preference what what you like in a man like I don't know, like I don't know if this person takes personality like uh, as like uh, into account or not, but if we put personality into, into account, yes, like uh, Jeff Akers is the least attractive one. If you if we take into account their yeah. like their vibes and everything, that is true. He has the worst <laughs> personality of the three. Um, sh- the next one, Shadow Ranch cake tastes terrible. I'm, I'm not sure how we would. I I never made it. There is a way to make shadow shadow ranch cake in real life. Yeah, I yeah. There I, is. I don't. I wouldn't be able to comment on it. Never tried it. Isn't it just like, like lemon a lemon cakes? cake? I don't know. Yeah. Lemon cake's I like pretty lemon good. Cake. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've heard people have made the cake recipe, but I have never tried it myself. Yeah, like a lemon cake with like the poppy seeds in it. Or am I misremembering this? I don't know. I don't. I th- I thought it was just a vanilla cake. I don't know anymore. Oh, because it's I'm like it's. Sure. You know what? It I, is a vanilla cake. You're right. I, yeah, I think it's like white frosting and then a marzipan tulip. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, there is a recipe. So, yeah, if you don't like vanilla there cake, there is a recipe <laughs> in that little box on the table. Like if so, that's. I've heard that the game recipes oh, are like fake. Okay. Like they're not real. You can't actually use them. But I think people have like come up with their uh, own recipes. I thought all this time was an actual real recipe. Okay, well. I know at least in some of the games, the measurements are like not real. Like it wouldn't actually make a good recipe. Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's, 
probably just in favor of making the game more interesting. I mean, like, uh, yeah, not related to the shadow ranch cake, but it's like the the the, the brown sugar. The is it from the, the, the from danger by design, like substitute the molasses that oh the molasses. Is it? It's true. Yeah. You can do that? Well, yeah, molasses are, is a sweetener, okay, okay, okay. so yeah. you can do that. Yeah, I've had molasses can. cookies okay, okay, before; they're pretty know. good. I mean, I don't cook, so I, I mean, will, will I ever will will I ever need that information? Probably not. I don't cook. Yep. I'm <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what came out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next unpopular opinion is I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion. It's a, it's like silent spice sucks. I don't. Uh. I know some people don't like it. I don't think it's a good game if you're new to the series because there's a lot of like in jokes that you won't understand. But I like what? the game a lot. I think it's a good one. Yeah. I had a lot of fun playing it. Um, I think on replay, it it does have a fair amount of flaws. It doesn't make its way into my top half of the games usually, but yeah. um, the puzzles I think it are is still not fun. bad. It's just the story is so boring. The like Ewan, I think his name is. I have no idea what he's talking about most of the time. It's like it's like this one. It, it, this is a. I've already talked about this before about the later games, all wrote, written by the same the same writer, they always have this one character that talks in, that talks in metaphors or uh, like enigmatic. They try to make this person very, uh, talking in enigmas, enigmas. And it's like, it's so fucking annoying. It's, like uh, they, it's not doing what they think that it's doing. If if someone talked to me that way in real life, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm 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 leaving. I'm I'm leaving this place." I literally like uh, you are not making sense to me at all. I'm gonna go and do my thing. If I met Sunny, yeah, if I met like Medallion Sunny June in real life, I would just kill him. Sunny, yes, Sunny <laughs> is also suffering from that syndrome. It's like. Uh, it's like Sunny June. Um, it's Thanos and Labyrinth of Lies. Like to be all of fair, these though, Sunny, like, Sunny you, is. Why a, you talk like this? Yeah, they're talking like to an be anime. Fair, though, yeah. the Sunny it wasn't the most frustrating one in that game. It the, the guy, the other guy, Patrick, is the one Patrick. that's like, <laughs> "Why are you talking about drowning like a gorilla or some shit like that?" Like, I mean, that was wild. Of, from nowhere at all i didn't ask him about any of that stuff i didn't ask him about most of the stuff that he talks about he's like uh i'm like how is this relevant just answer my question i don't know if it's because like i okay so you know um i don't know it's because i'm neurodivergent but like i i hate it when it's like you have to interpret like um i I, I I really I would really love it if you are straight to the point. Just tell me what I need to know. Just be straightforward. Like just mm. no bullshit. And most of the 
the cast from the later games just talks in riddles and I was, I was so sick of it. I was like, just tell me all the relevant information so I can get the fuck out of here. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, that guy, Ewan, from Science Fire was so bad. I, I always dreaded talking to him because most of the time I'm like, I have absolutely no idea what he's talking about. And it's not the accent. It's absolutely not the accent. It's just him talking in riddles and enigmas. Enigmas. Yeah, I uh, I agree that that is a problem with that game. Um, yeah, I just think it's fun. That's all. I don't even think the story's that bad either, to be honest. Like, I I thought it was really interesting that there was this, you know, basically a terrorist plot, and that you know, I I thought I thought that whole plot was interesting. I thought it was a weird thing for her interactive to choose to make, and I, I like that they keep they keep doing this where they. Keep, <laughs> They keep finding a plot that is so like not kid friendly, and then like I'm like, but what if we did make it kid friendly? Like yeah. with like flames in their I, eyes, like we're gonna yeah, do it's it. Like a game about Nancy's mom being murdered, and they're like rated E for everyone. Everyone's <laughs> E ten, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Ooh. You are like you love like uh, not just games but movies also, where it's like more. Um, it's a more open end where there are questions, a lot more questions, and you need to think about it to figure out. Um, I it that is true for some movies, but it yeah. has to be done well. And I I don't think Silent Spy does it well, to be honest with you. But for I do me, think the yeah. thing that bothers you the most is like, why was American Kate Drew working for like MI five? Okay. Why was she not working for the CIA? Like, why yeah. would we, well, surely American intelligence would be like you can't work for another country's intelligence? I agency. still yeah, they missed the stuff there. I still <laughs> don't know what happened to K. Drew. Literally, like, I still I'm not sure yeah. exactly what happened. Like, well, I know okay. she died. That's so that's what I know. She died in a she died in a car accident. Um. Because you find okay, so like I was watching um, a YouTuber play Silence Fire recently, and in Alex's letter that he leaves at the train station, he says that like several years before the start of the game, he was investigating a car accident that he thought was suspicious, and then he started getting threats from Revenant to back off, and he didn't. So Revenant burnt down his private investigator's office and destroyed all his files. And then, like, recently they kidnapped his sister to blackmail him into um, spying on Nancy. So she died in a car accident, but we don't know the exact circumstances. Assuming That's someone from Revenant killed her. That's what I'm saying! Open-ended questions! Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the game ends when Nancy's like, oh, I'm going to find all your letters. And, like, I th- I think it's, like, oh, like left. Like, she's going to oh, try to figure it out. Won't. But... <laughs> she'll go back to she'll go back to buffoonery. She'll go back to the buffoonery. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, like I wouldn't mind if they actually they actually done something with it, but no, they just like okay, well, you know, we uh, it's time for your fan theories. We're just gonna move on to something else, but you'll never answer the question. 
still never answered the question. What <laughs> is, did Revenant mess up with? What did uh, Revenant do to Kate? How did they do it? We need to know. <laughs> I think the secret. Well, I think the secret to uh, having something that has like interesting things to think about is like like mysteries that are left unanswered is if that information is actually important and has any like role to play in the real world. And it's like in the context of the game, it does. It's like, how did Kate die? Who really killed Kate drew? Like that is interesting in the game, but that's not interesting outside of the game. So they just don't bother to answer it. Cause they're like, we're never coming back here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I'm just going to throw one in like a comment that I got that is, it's not an actual a popular opinion it's just for fun so that person says whales do not rule nothing that intelligent should be allowed to be so physically to be so <laughs> physically powerful it's just a fun <laughs> one that someone wrote okay so some another uh, person says that they do not hate the mini golf puzzle from clock <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, uh-huh. I, mean, I don't hate it either. Yeah, I think it's okay. annoying, but I don't hate it. <laughs> I, I think that it wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't like you, know, you like were able to put in and just like use the force that you want, but like you go to the corner and it just like it, it prevents you to go any further. I feel like that's this is the the part where I stumble the most. But other than that, I also don't mind the the mini golf puzzle, but I have seen so many people having to redo it again and again and again. And to the point like they got like, they, they, they were like on the verge of crying. Yep. Me. Like you. <laughs> that would be me. I have yet to play that one, but that would be me. Oh, like, or should, I should say replay yes. that one. It, I can see why it would be horrible for a lot of people, if especially if you're not good at aiming and, you know. I will say, that's like my favorite game, like one of my favorite games though to play because I really love the 1920, like the, 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 I really like that time period as a whole. So it's quite enjoyable, but yeah. Golf, I, I, no. The, the, the. <laughs> The, the thing that sucks the most about clock is not the mini golf for me. It's it's the the one with the uh, the cars. Oh yeah, that one's tricky because it's like I it's really hard to like it's really hard to understand what he's like saying. That's, yeah, that's, that's that's one of those like you have to be able to like figure it out, and I just my brain can't sometimes. All right, uh, <laughs> any thoughts, Nikki, on that? Um, I think I think you guys said. It oh, all. Do you guys I don't really have anything to. Add. Um, uh-huh. I'm neutral mini golf. I don't think it's terrible. Um, uh-huh. but like I don't love it. It is kind of frustrating sometimes mm. I to see, get far. Okay. Um. All right. So the next one is I don't like Harper from Ghost of Thorn Hall. I think she's mean and over the top. Uh, hmm. I don't hate Harper, so I, I feel like I disagree with this one. I think Harper is probably the most interesting character in that game. Yeah. 
Yeah, like a very original, different character for the series, like the series as a whole, like very like out there. Like, I don't know. For me, it's quite an enjoyable character. It's different. I think it is. I think she is mean, but um, I don't, you know, she deserves to be. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, I mean, she I, went through a lot. So I don't know. And like, she's also like mistreated by her family. So I, I think she, she's earned okay, the right to be so mean. I, I like Harper, but she is not, she is overrated in my opinion. Like I like Harper. I like, I really like Harper, but she's like, she's very overrated in the sense that Harper is like, yeah, she is sarcastic and she is mean. Yeah. She's mean and sarcastic, but she is not like, she is not going in on her family, roasting her family like I, like I, was hoping that she would. She was. If I had that much grudge against my family, I would have said way meaner stuff. I would have been way more sarcastic. I would have like, <laughs> I I would have roasted them so much that then the next time they look themselves in the mirror they would be like disgusted with themselves like uh, (laughs) it's and uh, i feel like okay so i don't know what it says about me i don't know what that says about me but i but i think harper is not like sarcastic hilarious she is if she were if like she 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 doesn't even come close to the adams family let's say like like uh i i would i wish she was more what's the word for it what's the word i i was hoping she would be more funny okay everybody's like silent and it's like and yeah. I'm, i have a feeling that i don't know i don't know when when does this episode comes out i mean so that's my skin i'm sorry i thought i was the one no, no, it's like, for a long time. <laughs> i keep talking because nobody says anything <laughs> i love the string puzzle on, of the on the portrait of shadow shadow water's edge and fox fox and geese agreed um, I don't like fox and geese, but I do like the portrait backing puzzle, and I don't think it's as hard as everyone says it is. I, love I both. like both those puzzles a lot. Fuck fox and geese. I don't okay. like fox and geese because the okay. first time I played um, White Wolf High School Creek, Nancy was playing fox and geese for like several in-game days because <laughs> it took me like three plus hours to beat it. I was streaming it and I literally stopped like I like stopped playing that game at Fox and Geese and just have moved on to another oh my gosh. game. So I don't okay so my VOD is like right now sitting there waiting to be edited. So the proof is not the proof is not um online right now but for the people who have Watch me play my the drinking game. What I heard. Game, uh, will can attest that I am a god at fox and geese. Like, <laughs> yep. I, I heard from another fellow streamer. <laughs> but like, once I how... posted, y'all, you will see. You will see. You will witness greatness happen in front of your eyes. Okay. Once I posted, uh, like, I'm not gonna edit <laughs> and. 
I think that most people, most people, if they understood the strategy of fox and geese, would could handle fox and geese. It's just that they haven't they haven't figured out yet the strategy to fox and geese. So that's why they struggle yeah. so much. Um, I've had to explain that. By the way, yeah. I played this uh, like a few years ago with uh, Ellie. Ellie also sucked at fox and geese. And I like I assisted her while she was going through it, like giving her tips on how to do it. And ever since, I, I mean, what, we can ask her, but I haven't heard her complain about fox and geese. So... I don't know. Like I feel, I feel like uh, once you explained the good tips and strategies to people about fox and geese, uh, uh, you're not gonna hear a complaint complain about them. They'll be able to do it quickly. Not as quick as me though. <laughs> but uh, back back of the portrait puzzle, there's also tips. There's also tricks to it. It's just not as yeah. It's not so bad though. It's it's. It's harder to explain, but it is easier to do than fox and geese, in my opinion. But it's harder to explain uh, the tips and the tricks. So, yeah. But yeah, both of them are super easy for me, like, no problem. All right, uh, that's, those are where the unpopular opinions. Oh. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you very much, Tatum Sinclair, for rejoining us for this Unpopular Opinions episode two. You're welcome. I know I'm very unpopular, so this was the perfect match. <laughs> I can attest to that. <laughs> you can listen to The Real Housewives of River Heights on any podcast streaming service, such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Don't forget to check out our Patreon where you can listen to our bonus episodes and the pod a day earlier. As always, thank you again and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) My chicken costs $6.66. Wow. The devil's chicken. The devil's chicken. It's the chicken. It's the chicken from Shadow Ranch. Oh my God! It's, <laughs> yes. it's El Pollo Diablo. <laughs> <laughs>